Welcome to Five Star Weekly. A glorious weekend. Can we get the second win of the Gonzalo Pineda era? Getting all that and more coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Fashion fam, here's your opportunity to support the work from the ground level. As you know, it takes a lot of work to run this channel, and when you have three games in seven days, it's a tremendous amount of dedication and passion. So, yes, guys, join us at patreon.com slash ATLUTDFANTV. It is very much appreciated. Anything that you can voluntarily give to the cause, it really does help a lot. But, guys, let's get into the match review. It was Orlando City and Atlanta United on the first time. There was a match at the Benz on a Friday. And, yeah, you know, anytime a new coach... They come in and they get their first win against Kitty City. Always a good feeling and maybe a good omen too. But yeah, I mean, you know, going in without three surefire starters and possibly a fourth in Ronald Hernandez. Of course, Miles Robinson, George Bello, and Joseph Martinez were away on international duty. And uh, yeah, you know, you... Uh, saw them not really be able to come back in time, even though their games were finished by Thursday, but it is just a little too soon. And so you had a few of uh, the fans, I would say, were a little reticent to be too bullish on this match, but it seemed like uh, the players that were still in town that trained with Gonzalo Pineda, they definitely got some nice tutelage. And yes, definitely. We came out blazing. We came out uh, right out the blocks. And yeah, we were controlling possession. Not only that, but also, uh, you know, with some dangerous chances, really testing Orlando City and making pretty much Orlando look like, uh, yeah, not the team that was in second in the East. And uh, yeah, we definitely, I think, uh, seem to have maybe, uh, you know, turned a page here in terms of just how we are playing, especially nullifying a lot of the threats of uh, Orlando City, especially a Daryl DK, who has been uh, a guy that, uh, yeah, you know, uh, throughout this season, uh, not only uh, with Orlando City, but with the uh, loan club that he was at, he was scoring a plenty. And the only goal that Daryl DK scored in this match was an own goal. But, uh, yeah, getting into our goals, uh, yeah, we had, uh, you know, an early uh, in the first half. You know, Adaruju, he had a beautiful combination where, uh, yeah, there was a whew, really beautiful shot from Adaruju that hit off the post. And I think that kind of started to set the tone in this match where we weren't afraid to pop a shot off at their third string goalkeeper. So either way, you know, yeah, maybe 
you know, the goalkeeper wasn't the starting caliber, but either way, you know, uh, you still have, we're shorthanded, they're shorthanded, I think uh, you'll take it however you get it, but uh, yeah, you know, you saw, um, you know, two goals come by the way of Barco, uh, yeah, the first one on a free kick in the 38th minutes, and uh, yeah, that one was deflected and recorded as an own goal. That first goal for LA United, of course, with George Campbell in the 25th minute. He knocked in the header on a set piece. And uh, yeah, it was Marcelino Moreno that uh, from that short corner, uh, George Campbell was able to charge in out of nowhere with a towering header with uh in that sense where he didn't really have to jump he's just that tall and he just uh you know when he gets in there he knew exactly what to do with it to score his first mls goal of his career and for the club and uh yeah george campbell it also was his mother's birthday so extra feels with that one as uh yeah he dedicated that for his mom also told his mom that he might score for her, and lo and behold, he did. And uh, it seems like uh, these set pieces were a little bit more of the assistant coach's babies, so they were, you know, uh, definitely in that regard, uh, something that they practiced and did well during the match, and so you want to see definitely more of that. Since we do win a lot of free kicks, so we might as well use them. And then especially, you know, with any ensuing, uh, you know, if we get a corner or anything like that, we want to use those well too. So might as well do that and you you can start to set the tone for a match, especially uh, for Orlando side that's flying high. This was their first loss in their last seven games. So no slouches so far in the season for Orlando City, of course. But uh, yeah, you know, and you saw... Uh, Luis Arujo, he definitely was uh, putting a bunch of guys on skates and also, uh, yeah, nutmegging a ton. Definitely a guy who was hungry to score, being very direct. And I think, uh, you know, you kind of, you know, with that, uh, Arujo kind of allows us to uh, not only have a third guy in attack who is really good in possession but also uh good at taking on guys the others of course in marcelino moreno and ezekiel barco which we'll get to his goal in a sec but i think you also see a jake mulraney who's also good at taking on his man uh and then you see also hosetu also very good at taking on his man as well uh, you have a lot of press resistant players which allows our uh, our team to really be pretty unpredictable drag some guys out of position and orlando city were pretty much uh yeah relegated to having to chase a lot of shadows throughout the match but uh getting into barco's goal uh in the 72nd minute he uh got a switch from brooks lennon and barco did the rest of the work as he skipped past three players putting them also on skates and finishing the job with the third goal of the match for LA United. But uh, yeah, in terms of, you know, this type of match uh, without, uh, you know, our guys on international duty, those starters, I mean, 
you saw a lot of uh, you know the depth with LA United that uh, with the three-man back line in walks and Franco and George Campbell you know coming in for Miles Robinson that uh, you know you have guys that's also um, you know are very aggressive and you see that uh, Alan Franco who yeah gives me definitely the vibes of uh, Franco Escobar or an LGP with the way not only he uh, is very aggressive might get a yellow card but also argues with the ref and also uh, likes to run into or gets run into by Brad Guzan but uh, also George Campbell who yeah you know so far with the minutes that he's played I mean he shows that he uh, is willing to take the space when given and uh, yeah he is adept with the ball at his feet and uh, you know with the tackles he's uh, very aggressive as well and so you know he did get a yellow card but uh, I, you know I think uh, it's something that it was a professional foul it wasn't something that was super rash it was more yeah he had to do it and so those are the type of fouls and yellow cards that you want to see a player pick up, if any. But, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. It's just, uh, you know, we uh, started off well. We ended it well as well with uh, guys that came on. That, that's, I mean, I would say regularly, if you saw them coming on, you would hope it's uh, when we're trying to shore up a win. And, you know, when a Kubo Torres comes on with a Mo Adams uh, you know, even Alex DeJohn, that's pretty much uh, Murder, She Wrote. We uh, murdered the kitties, and it was definitely a very beautiful feeling when the full-time whistle was uh, blown. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think you see the type of ball that we should have been playing throughout the season uh, because these are the same players. These are capable players, and... Uh, you know, you have uh, us kind of uh, playing against Orlando City that we hadn't beaten in six games and us being shorthanded without Jose Martinez, we still were able to maybe uncle them and uh, that's fantastic. But uh, we dominated in a lot of uh, different facets and it wasn't just a hidden hope from Brooks Lennon uh, from, you know, the wing. It was definitely a varied type of service. I thought you saw also, uh, you know, maybe more chipped service, more uh, balls that uh, were just a little bit more unpredictable, uh, as well as the dribbling at players. So definitely we want to see more of that. It's still, uh, you know, uh, very early days in the Pineda uh, era, of course, and this is only one match, so we shouldn't get too high, but it definitely was. Uh, you saw uh, with that false nine up top, maybe as well, Gonzalo Pineda said two false nines uh, in Araujo and Ezekiel Barco. Marcelino Moreno was pulling the strings as well as Mateo Sosetu in the middle of the park, and so it definitely allowed a lot of uh, you know good uh, kind of interplay and interchanging and also players running in behind. Uh, at one point when George Bello came on, uh, he was a guy that was found, uh, you know, that uh, are, are making late runs and making, uh, not late runs, but making runs in behind. and But also seeing, you know, that very type of, um, you know, good runs that we want to be able to uh, score from and 
scoring three, uh, maybe two from kind of the set pieces. Yeah, it's a good step in the right direction. We want to see more, obviously, from the run of play. Uh, maybe more uh, team goals, combination play. But it's definitely a step in the right direction. But uh, Gonzalo Pineda, yes, gets his first win. Uh, and it's definitely great to see, of course. But... Uh, you saw, yeah, kind of the smugness return from the Atlanta United fans. Definitely, that's something that uh, is quite beautiful when we do get the win. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Gonzalo Pineda, he talked about uh, things during the after the match uh, of what he saw. He said, quote, The possession was very good. It was the type of possession that I want, which is playing forward, breaking lines, and trying to create chances. So I'm very pleased with the way they applied all the tactics. And uh, Campbell said after uh, the goal, it was amazing, even better because it was my mom's birthday today and I told her I'd score for her, so it was really amazing for me. Uh, Pineda also went on to say, what we saw today was a very dangerous player, an attacking player uh, in Araujo. Sometimes he doesn't even touch the ball, he creates many gaps for his teammates. And that's what I love about Luis is that he's always on the move and he's always trying to go for a goal. And uh, on Barco, he said, It's a reward for Barco because I felt not just the offensive part, but the defensive part was great. That tells me a lot of where Barco is mentally and physically with the team. It's definitely, yeah, you see Barco, he is, uh, I think, one of the uh, kind of talisman in this team for sure. And yeah, may it continue because, yeah, some of us were skeptical if Ezekiel Barco... Uh, maybe could uh, you know make his move to a European club, but if he continues a form like this, then definitely you'll you will see Barco make his move pretty soon. But uh, guys, let's wrap up a bow on this beautiful match uh, and let's uh, get into the news. But before that, uh, yes, LA United will return to action on Wednesday against FC Cincy, and we'll have that match preview later on in this show. But getting into the news, Gonzalo Pineda, he was named the MLS uh, Manager of the Week, and uh, that's, of course, well-deserved uh, with a masterclass uh, of tactics there, uh, and it was definitely, yeah, you know, much appreciated. But uh, it's also... Ezekiel Barco, he was named into the team of the week as well as George Campbell. What he made the bench, uh, but uh, yeah, Brad Guzan he talked about how Gonzalo Pineda he's already made an impact. He said, "quote He's coming in and instantly has tried us to create uh, has tried to create a positive vibe within the group." Uh, in terms of how we go about our daily activities, training, preparation for games. Just not trying to overcomplicate responsibilities for players. With our group, he's been able to make progress to those areas which translates onto the field. And it seems like also that uh, simplicity is welcomed. It can be extremely difficult or extremely beneficial, uh, Guzan continued, especially if you have a young group. It was no secret how things were before in the terms of what's being asked of the group. To simplify things and to make it clear of what's being asked of individuals, it makes things a lot easier to understand and ultimately accomplish. When you look at our team, you look at the attack-minded players we have. When you have the players we have, you instantly think we're an attacking team and we should be scoring a lot more goals than we are. It's nice to keep the ball and keep possession, but it's ultimately about scoring goals and winning games. And so absolutely, 100% 
Guzan is correct. And uh, I think the fans echo that sentiment and are definitely encouraged and excited about what they saw on Friday. But moving on from that, an uh, old friend uh, maybe, uh, or uh, an old homegrown of Atlanta United, Andrew Carlton, he's found a new home. He has signed with Costa Rican first division side, Gicaral Sarcoba, uh, announced on Saturday. The 21-year-old, uh, yeah, of course, was Atlanta United's first homegrown signing. Kind of some problematic things uh, off the pitch and uh, never was really to be able to stick with the first team. And yeah, congrats to him. He's got a contract uh, with the Co Costa Rican side. It seems like uh, maybe, yeah, it's a bit difficult for him to... Uh, maybe get some interest from the state side because of some transgressions off the pitch, uh, namely with uh, possibly storming the capital. Was it maybe possibly? It uh, he pretty much posted on his own uh, IG, and so definitely it's a weird one. He uh, yeah, I think no love loss is uh, appropriate here because yeah, definitely. He's been uh, a, a immature, uh, you know, a, a immature player, immature off the field in a lot of people's eyes. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you have that type of stuff uh, happen, it's, uh, I think, fans are correct in, uh, in maybe just moving on completely from him in that sense. But uh, getting into LA United 2. Uh, they will be playing on September 15th as well against the Charleston Battery. So that does it for the news and gets us to the match preview. And it will be on uh, on Wednesday rather, uh, and against FC Cincy at 7 p.m. at the Benz. Uh, it will be another matchup against FC Cincy. But, uh, yeah, year three for FC Cincy, uh, and they had a new stadium. They got their first win there, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe their fortunes are changing. We'll see, but, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely they're uh, inching a little bit up the standings as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, last two seasons, in the first inaugural season and their second season, they finished back-to-back -back seasons in last place. So already, it's a little bit of an improvement. And uh, why is that? I mean, key acquisitions from the offseason in Lucho Acosta. Uh, he came back from his time in Liga MX. Uh, also, Brenner, a, a teenage hot prospect uh, previously. And then now, uh, he went from the Brazilian top tier to FC Cincy. So, uh, yeah, he's been a little bit uh, helpful in their quest for more goals from this side. And also Ronald Matarita, uh, that NYCFC stalwart. Uh, yeah, he was acquired for 500k in GAM this winter. But key losses is uh, Kendall Washington. Uh, they were, he was his, their first captain, uh, but he... Uh, had his contract option declined this winter, and he signed with Saprisa. And Andrew Gutman, he, of course, uh, is our player, but he is playing with New York Red Bulls on loan. But, uh, yeah, he was the team starting left back last season. But, uh, so, 
you know, so far in our uh, series against them, uh, there has been one win for Cincy, uh, three wins for us, and two draws with four goals for them, eight goals for us. So we have largely taken the spoils for the most part. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're a side that's uh, fairly weak at finishing their chances still, even though with the talent that they've brought in, uh, they're not very strong aerially. They are a little bit susceptible defensively, and if you, they get a lead, they're not too great at keeping it either. But, uh, and one really, really key thing I feel like is they're very poor against defending against skillful players, in which we have a lot of plenty of that. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're a team that will try to hit and hope and take long shots. So we will, uh, I think, uh, have, uh, I think something to kind of feast on maybe in this match, but, uh, hopefully it's not a trap game for us, even though we're not very high in the standings either, but, uh, getting into, uh, their players to watch. Of course, Lucho Acosta is the man there to, uh, you know, basically run the game for them, and hopefully he does not be annoying against us. He always seems to be. Uh, also, Jurgen Locadia, uh, their forward, he also is a player that, uh, yeah, I mean, if he's given a chance, he can put the ball in the back of the net, and so somebody that we will need to keep quiet for sure. But getting into the injuries and availability, so... Uh, yeah, you know, uh, FC Cincy seem pretty healthy, so that's uh, a little bit uh, good for them. Us, uh, Emerson Hyman, we, of course, have out. Questionable is Franco Ibarra with his lower body injury. He has been running individually, training uh, on his own. Uh, and also, unfortunately, Santiago Sosa will be out with yellow card accumulation. So... Yeah, that gets us to our predicted starting 11, and of course, Braguzan between the sticks. But uh, the question really is, should we stick with what was successful against Orlando City? Well, I think uh, one player at least, or two, have to be brought back in, maybe three. So uh, I would say Robinson comes back for Campbell. Uh, of course, and then uh, Alan Franco and Anton Wallach's return in that three-man back line. I think, uh, yeah, Lennon persists as uh, the right wing back, and George Bello returns to the left side. Now, in midfield, that's what's going to be interesting. No Sosa, uh, would you be as aggressive and play Mateo Sosetu and Marcelino Moreno? I feel like it's, ooh, it's asking uh, quite a bit defensively. So I think you have to pretty much bring in Mo Adams here. Uh, and then I think you, as good of a game as Mateo Sassetu had, I think uh, it's some rest still, and maybe he comes on later. But Marcelino Moreno will uh, stick with him in midfield as well. But getting into uh, the attackers, of course, I think uh, Luis Araujo will be more kind of uh, the right-sided, uh, maybe winger. And then Ezekiel Barco will be kind of the left wing slash maybe, um, you know, uh, just kind of that roaming kind of uh, creative playmaker. But I think, uh, of course, as well, Jose Martinez 
takes his place up top. So as confusing as it was for the opposition in that sense, last match against Orlando City, I think, uh, yeah, it'll be a little bit kind of more traditional there, but uh, Jose Martinez has the ability to bring others into the game as well. So I think, uh, you know, you have to bring him back, of course. But uh, yeah, it makes this a very attacking side. Uh, I think Mo Adams will be the player that sits a little bit more and breaks up play. Uh, so getting into some of the match facts, LA United have won five of the last six matches in MLS, so we are on a good run. Uh, LA United have also seen under two and a half goals in five of the last six matches against FC Cincinnati in all competitions. Hopefully we can get a little bit more than just three goals in this match, and maybe all from us. But uh, FC Cincinnati have also failed to win their last six away matches, so that all bodes pretty well, hopefully, into our score prediction. So my score prediction is... I think it's a 2-1 win. Uh, I think because it is a midweek match, maybe the legs aren't completely there for uh, a ton of goals. But uh, I think we will have uh, enough to get the job done and get three points for the second win of the Gonzalo Pineda era. Uh, hopefully, yeah, you know, there will be a lot of interchanging uh, between Marcelino Moreno and Ezekiel Barco. And, I mean, Ezekiel Barco has been... Uh, in midfield, in that sense, uh, been working extremely hard. And yeah, I would probably expect him to maybe get a little bit of a rest being taken off a bit early in this one. But uh, still, that allows us to be able to be a little bit strong defensively as well, uh, you know, in spite of all that. But uh, yeah, so what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But that pretty much is the episode. And uh, yeah, almost, except for the question of the day. And so the question of the day is, should Gonzalo Pineda rotate with there being three matches in seven days this week? Or should we ride the hot hand? Let us know in the comments below. We look forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Oh,